Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Uh, what most times we, what we begin to do, we, we try to tell people, okay, well, just confess Jesus. Just say he is your Lord. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. And your life is going to change. Not so. Because confession comes secondarily to the belief that's in the heart. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Uh, I want to remind all of you uh, about uh, last Wednesday night's uh, CD. It is available there on the table in the lobby. Here's one copy of it. There are several more copies in the lobby. And it's entitled, Running in the Wrong Direction. If you were not here on Wednesday night to hear that message, I would implore you, or as Paul said uh, to several churches, I beseech you in the name of the Lord, make sure that you get a copy and get the word of God in you. It is incumbent upon you in these last days to make sure you get the word of God in you. Praise the Lord. All right, well, this morning we're going to continue uh, in that same subject, running in the wrong direction. This is going to be part number two. Now, notice, if you will, our subtitle here. It says, uh, Preaching the Right Message, Living the Right Life. Preaching the Right Message, Living the Right Life. As we said before, the right message is the message of grace and forgiveness. This is what Jesus Christ came to bring us. He came to bring this message to the world. Oddly enough, uh, religion has taken that message and has twisted it. And it has been said this, one of my dear friends, uh, Pastor Armstrong, I uh, thought this was so profound, so I thought I'd give him credit the first time I say it here. Uh, the Lord showed him that uh, it is people, it is religion that makes it hard uh, to get to God hard to get to God. People, religion makes it hard to get to God and easy to lose your salvation. They say you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this and that in order to get to God. But once you mess up, you're gone. You're backslidden. That's what man does. That's what religion does. Again, man or religion makes it hard to get to God, but easy to lose your salvation. But God, in actuality, here's the truth, God makes it easy to get to him and hard to lose your salvation. Are you hearing me today? This is the message that we preach. We preach the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord came to give forgiveness of sins. He came to redeem mankind. He came to restore a fallen, fallen man back to a right relationship with God the Father. We are eternal beings. We are eternal beings. We're going to live forever somewhere. We will, somewhere. And we get to choose in this life uh, where we're going to live. Either we're going to live uh, in heavenly places, live in the presence of the Lord, or are we going to live in a fiery hell uh, for an eternity? The choice is always ours. God does not want uh, he does not want us, or rather, he won't, let me say it this way, he won't choose for us. It is up to us to choose which way we go, and we make that choice in this life. It is also said that uh, uh, some of the strongest believers uh, are in hell. The, some of the strongest believers in Jesus are in hell. How do we say that? 
Because if they didn't believe in earth in this earth realm, they believe now. They believe that Jesus is Lord now. Surely they do. They believe now. But see, it's too late to believe after. You got to believe now. And believing actually changes our lives. When we believe, when we believe, our belief changes our life. It is faith, our faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that causes change. Now, I want you to notice something. We, we looked at Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9, and we went through the whole, not the entire chapter. We're going to get back into that. But notice, it says that if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, let's, let's go ahead and get it. Let's go ahead and get it in your Bible. I want you to see this. Let's go ahead and get Romans, the 10th chapter, verse number 9. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be what? Saved. Now let me read that one more time. It says again in verse number 9, Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt believe, if you shall believe with, rather, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, if you confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart, Believe in your heart that God hath raised him, Jesus, from the dead. You're going to be saved. Now, we said or we said that uh, once belief is in the heart, it's going to come forth out of the mouth. It's going to spring forth out of the mouth. Whatever you believe in your heart will spring forth out of your mouth. If we believe that we are no good, if we believe that we are um, uh, grasshoppers, if we believe that we are less than or... You know, whatever we believe, it will eventually spring forth out of the mouth. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when we talk about salvation, confessing Jesus, uh, true confession starts from where? It starts from the heart. True confession of Christ starts from the heart. It starts from within, and then it springs forth. This is a problem in many uh, that um, say that they are Christians. The fact is that they are just saying it. They're not saying it from the heart, from within, because of what they believed. They're saying it for some other reason, whatever that reason uh, is. Are you with me? But the Lord says he knows uh, who belongs to him. Now, that being in mind, notice this. He said that if, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... Uh, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So whatever goes on in the heart will eventually manifest. It comes out of the mouth. Remember, Lord said too, uh, to uh, his disciples, um, he said, um, the things that are on the outside of you don't defile you, but what comes forth from out of your heart, those things defile you. For from within proceed murders and, and adulteries and fornications from within it comes from within and it comes out and it defiles the man here again belief starts in the heart the bible declares here in the same um, chapter uh romans the 10th chapter we can uh go over uh we can go over to uh let's see here in verse number 16 romans 10 verse 16 says uh but they have not all obeyed the gospel for elias elias or just talking about uh uh, Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed thy report. It's, this message is so easy, but not everybody has believed it. It's so easy. 
Verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So when we hear God's word and believe God's word, salvation, the ministry of salvation, or the words of salvation, uh, or the confession of Christ comes up. Once we hear the word, hear the word preached, hear what Jesus Christ has done. And this is what this is talking about. Once we hear what Jesus Christ has done for fallen humanity, we believe that, we receive that. It's in our heart and then confession comes forth. Uh, what most times we, what we begin to do, we, we try to tell people, okay, well, just confess Jesus. Just say he is your Lord. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. And your life is going to change. Not so. Because confession comes secondarily to the belief that's in the heart. Many people can say, I'm a Christian. I believe. I believe. I believe. And that's why the Lord said on the last day, many people, many people will say to me, Lord, Lord, have we done this to you and done this for you? And Lord, Lord, have we done that to you, for you and to you? The Lord say, well, you part, depart from me. You that work, you that works iniquity. I don't know you. I never knew you. You merely confessed, but there was no belief in their heart. Well, the, uh, sons of Sceva that tried to, uh, cast out a devil, there in the book of Acts, I believe they they came to some man. They'd seen uh, the apostles casting out devils, and they came to a man that was possessed with the devil, and they said, uh, "We adjure you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches." They had the right confession. We command you get out in the name of Jesus, but there was no belief in the heart. So what happens? There's no evidence. There's no proof. There is no power. And this is where a lot of us are missing up. Because a lot of the church believes, we say we believe in Jesus, but there is no outward sign. There is no true confession that comes forth from the heart. Now, notice this. When you believe, your life will change. Many of us can confess that uh, when we came into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and actually believed in him. We leaned on what he had done on the cross. We leaned on his sacrifice. Our lives began to change. Isn't that right? We say when, boy, when I first got saved, uh, I mean, I used to, I used to do this and I used to do that or whether I did drinking or whether I was drugs or, or whether I was chronically uh, depressed or, or whatever the situation is you say when I really gave my life to the Lord when I got saved my life changed and I found out that things that I used to do hey I had no desire to do those things anymore does anybody have that confession today that your life changed based upon what you believe anybody have that confession today now All of those things that you used to do, you haven't stopped doing. Because we're in the process of being sanctified unto Christ Jesus. But when you first gave your life to the Lord Jesus, you received a, I would say, a deposit. You received a uh, a deposit of deliverance. A deposit. You received uh, the first fruits of deliverance that would occur as you continue to believe in Jesus. Remember, when you gave your life to the Lord Jesus, 
uh, things changed almost immediately. Bing! Now, no one had to come to your house and tell you to stop doing this and tell you to stop doing that. No one had to tell you that because those desires, once you believe in Jesus, that belief in him, as you pulled him into your heart, as you heard the word, of course, and you received him in your heart, that caused uh, other things to go out. Some of the strongest demons or some of the strongest uh, bondages or habits that you had in your life went out once you believed in the Savior, once you took him in. So that was a, I would say, a type of deposit deliverance. Now we can receive the full deliverance. We can receive the full impartation of deliverance for our for the rest of our lives. By, by continuing to believe, or should we say by continuing to hear and believe and confess. This way, that salvation, the salvation that the Lord Jesus has provided, will go through our entire lives, will filter through our, our entire lives. But the problem is, once some have believed, they stopped at that initial deposit still recognizing that there's still a lot of mess in their lives, they stop at that initial deposit, and then they go back into works of the law because they say, I'm still doing this, and I'm still, I'm still doing that, so God cannot truly uh, want me. I'm not truly good enough. Even though they believed in the finished work of Jesus Christ, they confess Jesus as Lord, but they still try to bring in law in order to make themselves right with God. Are you hearing what's being said? They try to mix law with grace. Instead of continuing to believe, continuing to hear the word of God, continuing to believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ, that that work would continue to filter through their lives and they would see those habits, those addictions and all that stuff, they would see them fall over like dominoes in their lives because the more the Spirit of the Lord comes in, the more freedom you will receive. Hallelujah! The Bible says, Be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, if God tells us to be filled with the Spirit, uh, that tells us that there is some type of measure that the Lord would give His Spirit to His people, some type of measure. Filled is a measurement. It's a unit of measure. God says, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled. Which means that we can be saved, we can be born again, and have a uh, have that deposit of the Spirit. Now, God wants us to be filled with the Spirit, but it is our choice how much of the Spirit of God we will allow to be in our lives. How much we will yield to His Spirit. It is our choice. Now, to the degree that we allow the Spirit of God to come in, this is the degree uh, that we will have freedom in our lives. The Bible says in the book of James, he says, submit yourselves therefore unto God and resist the devil and the devil will flee from you. To the degree that you submit to God, that is the degree that you will have the power over the enemy in your life. 
To the degree that you submit to God, that's the degree or the amount of power that you will have over the devil in your own life. Now, I'm not talking about the devil on the outside. There's a demon over there, Pastor. Woo! There's a demon over there, Pastor. Woo! There's a demon coming to the altar, Pastor. Woo! We're worrying about all these demons over here, exorcists and, and people's heads spinning around with foaming, foaming this, witches and warlocks and, and, and vampires and werewolves are worrying about all this other stuff. And you ain't worrying about the demon in you. The devil in us. They're still cussing and fussing and, and hateful and spiteful and, and vengeful. To the degree that you give your life to Jesus, to the, to the degree that we submit ourselves therefore unto God, we'll have the power to resist the enemy. And that enemy will flee. The word flee in the Greek means to run in terror. To run in terror. To run in horror. And if you can conquer the enemy, or should I say when you, when you conquer the enemy on the inside, the enemy on the outside can do you no harm. When you conquer the enemy on the inside, the enemy on the outside can do you no harm. So as it goes back to Romans the 10th chapter, as we go back to Romans 10, the foundational message is believing in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Believing, hearing, because here again, faith comes by hearing. In order for you to believe, you've got to hear. In order for you to believe, you've got to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, what is God preaching? What is God saying? What is God Almighty saying to mankind? He's saying that through the death, burial, and resurrection, through the sacrifice of my son, mankind has redemption. Mankind finally has forgiveness. And by believing in that, you will receive the deposit of my spirit. Now, all of us get a choice. We get a, we, we have the opportunity of walking in the spirit or following after the spirit or following after the flesh. We all have that right. We all have that choice. And to the degree that you submit and surrender to God, you'll see the power of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life, and you'll actually see his manifestation. You'll see the manifestation of Christ in you to the degree of your surrender to him. Amen? Now, we said all that to say this, that belief causes our lives to change. What you believe uh, will be acted out in your life. What you believe will be acted out, not only through confession, because confession comes second, but action comes third. What you believe gets in your heart and then you will begin to speak it out and then you'll begin to act on it. Confession, rather, belief first, rather hearing, you hear something, you believe it, and then you begin to act it out. That's how it goes. Hearing, believing, acting out. Say it with me. Hearing, believing, and what? Acting out. Let's say it again. Hearing, Believing and acting out. One more time. Hearing, believing, acting out. One more time. Hearing, believing, acting out. One last time. Hearing, believing, and acting out. Right? You believed. You heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. You believed in his sacrifice. And then you began to walk out. Some things began to change. Uh, change some outward actions. Began to happen all around you. Because of what you believe. 
All right? But here again, the problem is with the body, a lot of people in the body, we believed, but we haven't continued to believe. Therefore, because we haven't continued to believe, continue to believe, we believe that, um, that we're going to have to go back into the law, continue to do good things to be acceptable to God. Most of us believe that if we sinned right now, if we sinned last night, because of that sin, you believe that you're not fit for God. You believe that God is going to curse you. If you do something bad, you do something wrong, you're a born-again believer, and you feel like if you do something bad, God is going to do something to you. You believe, still, still believe that you're abiding under a curse. Still believe it. Even though Jesus came and destroyed the curse, he took it away. Even though he took our sins away, it's still believed. And because we still hold that belief, the devil still holds you. I pray you're hearing. So the more truth you receive, the more lies of the devil you break off of your own life. You got to continue to get the word. Hear the word, get it in you, get it in you, and it will change your life. Receiving the word, hearing it will change your lives. All right, so let's go forward uh, this morning. Let's go forward. I want to show you some things here. We're going to really go down to um, Let's go to Romans, the third chapter, Romans 3. Then we're going to come back to Romans 10. But Romans 3 talks about the propitiation. We've talked about that before, but we're going to look at a little bit more of that today. Romans 3, on the King James Version. And it reads, this is starting verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law... There shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Here again, by following a lot of rules of do's and don'ts, you won't be justified in God's sight. By, by trying your best to do right all of your life, you won't be justified in God's sight. That is the thought of a lot of people. That's one of those golden calves. I got to do a bunch of right and then God will like me. Then God will accept me because I've done a whole lot of right. That was the thinking that was under the law. Are you with me? It says again, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in God's sight. Now, this is so uh, because there'll be nobody that would go into God's presence and say, Father, I deserve to be in heaven. I deserve to be here in heaven because I've Helped old ladies cross the street with their uh, bags. I gave money to the poor. I, 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 I tried my best to help everybody. I tried my best to do everything right. You won't be able to get into heaven or into God's good graces or to be fit for God because of the good things you do. Do we see this in the word? Verse 20, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of, of sin. The law simply tells you that you got sin in your life. That's all the law does. When you go down the expressway and you see uh, the sign saying 55 as the speed limit, 
and you look down at your speedometer and you're driving, clearly driving 70, you know that you're wrong. You know that you're sinning. The law shows you that you have sinned. That's exactly what it does. That's all. It simply came to diagnose sin. It came to show you that you were in sin. If you didn't agree with that, then you would never go to the other side to get some help. I'll give you another example of this. There was a man who uh, was walking down the street and uh, a complete stranger came up to him and said, Sir, I hate to tell you this, but uh, you're going to die in the next 24 hours uh, if you don't get this, if you don't take this pill I got in my pocket right now. That man looking like he's a crazy person and walked away. He said, I don't know you. I don't know what kind of pill you got. Get away from me. Now, the man could have been dying, and that could have been the pill that could save him. But he didn't believe that anything was wrong with him. That same man goes to the doctor, and the doctor examines him, takes x-rays, takes blood tests, and all that stuff. And uh, the man, you know, he has his clothes off. He's in a little hospital gown. Uh, you know, got the front covered up, but the back is exposed for some reason. And so he's sitting on the hospital, uh, in the hospital bed. Then a doctor comes in with his, uh, thesoscope and, and all they, he reads, he, he, uh, listens to the man's heart, tell him to breathe and all that stuff. And then he tells him, sir, because of all these, uh, because of this list of things that we found out about you, you're going to die in the next 24 hours. But don't worry about it. We have this little peel here. If you just take one of these, you're going to be okay. Well, now the man has heard it from a reputable source. You think he's more apt now to take the pill? Sure he is. Why? Because the man has seen through the preponderance of evidence that there's something wrong with me. The law simply diagnoses. It tells us there's something wrong. Because man in himself is vain. Man thinks I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't need, I don't need God. I don't need nobody. Matter of fact, there ain't no God. Uh, we just got, we just came here by some big, big bang. You know, there ain't no such thing as God. You know, it's just by accident that the earth is just, just the right amount of space from the sun. It's just by accident that that stuff has happened. It's just by accident that our bodies will heal themselves, you know, and grow a scab. It's just by accident. That stuff didn't, ha- what in this world is wrong with you? No, there is a God. He is living. He has created us, as Pastor Miko uh, told us this morning in Sunday school. Are you with me? Now, are y'all with me today? So, by the deeds of the law, nobody's going to be saved or reckoned right in the sight of God. Because the law only gave the knowledge of sin. It only showed you that there was sin there because man was so vain, we thought we were okay without God. But the law simply shows you that there's something there, there's something wrong, there's a sickness, there's an illness known as sin, and then the Father sent the cure, and his name is Jesus Christ. Now, in verse 25, it says that, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith, in his blood. Let's talk over some terms just for a moment. Now, why is they say why is it necessary 
Uh, why is it necessary uh, to learn about Scripture? Why is it necessary? Because here again, the more you believe, the more you believe, the more you can walk out in your life. The more you hear, believe, the more you can walk out in your life. I'm telling you, the more the power of the enemy will be broken. I kind of look at it now as in a, like having one of those smartphones, like having a droid or an iPhone. And I, of course, you know, have a droid. I, I, I'm a droid fan for all those who are listening now. I'm a, I'm a droid fan. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, as I have my phone, I know it's the same phone, same hardware, but the more I cause it to learn, the more it can do. It ceased to be a regular phone a few moments after I got it. Now my phone, because I've caused it to learn, now it's not only a, not only a phone, but it's a metal detector. I'm telling you, I've downloaded an app in my phone. Why would I need it? I don't know, but it can do it now, praise the Lord. It's a metal detector. It's also a motion detector. It can, I can set it up, set it up in a room, leave the room, and the camera's there, and when it detects movement, it will email my another account or send a message to another phone, uh, taking a picture. Click, because of the movement that's in the room, it, it takes the picture and it sends the picture to another phone or to an email uh, with the time and date stamp. So if you see my phone to sitting room by itself, it may be, I may have sent it there to watch that room. So it can do a lot. A lot. It stopped being just a regular cell phone a long time ago when I got my hands on it. But it's, and it's a whole lot more. But listen, it's the same phone. The same hardware. It's the same, like, it's the same you. Same you. But the more you learn, the more of God's word you get into you, it changes you. And you become more than what you are. This is why we receive the word of God, because it transforms us. It shapes us. It molds us into being more than what we are. You know, and it's going to get to the point, hear me, as you hear me, born and believer, as you continue to hear the word of God and get the word of the Lord in you and it transforms you and it shapes you and it creates Christ in you. And we're going to get transformed so much that this planet will no longer be able to hold us. And God's going to simply say, come on up. Come on up. Come on up and be with me. Hallelujah. It's called the rapture, the snatching away of the church. Hallelujah. We would have grown so much by the revelation that has been revealed to us by his Holy Spirit. We're being transformed. Even now at this moment, faith is coming. It's coming. It's coming. And we're believing who we are in Christ. And we're acting a different way. We're acting out. We're being transformed. We're being shaped into the likeness and image of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even now, based on what we have believed. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. 